even if you know you were going to put this much time and effort into something and you weren't going to hit the end goal, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean that it was like a failure because all of this stuff along the way, like kind of, it brought you to meet new people. It took you to new places. It, it taught you things that you didn't know about yourself. It instilled, uh, values and lessons in you that you can bring on with you whether you do go pro or whether you do end up coaching or whether you do just work a nine to five whether you do this and that it's like if you do truly care about the sport and fall in love with the sport it teaches you discipline teaches you how to be a team player teaches you how to work hard teaches you how to be selfless all these things that it's not like the second that you kick a ball for the last time that all that stuff goes out the window it's like no it's like all that stuff sticks with you and that's instilled with you and then it's something you naturally have Footy pod 31. Footy pod 31. Pod. <laughs> yeah, but it is footy pod 31. What up, people? As I mentioned previously, it is footy pod 31. Before we get started, shout out Soccer Innovations. We love them. They make the best soccer training equipment. Oh. We're never going to use anybody else. So you should too. No reason to. They got everything you need. Everything, everything, everything. They're good people. So, what we're going to be talking about today. Recently, uh, Evan Bozeman wrote a blog, and it got a lot of good reviews from the general public. Mm -hmm. Apparently, people like his blogs more than me, but it's all good, you know? (laughs) That's the first one I actually felt like good, good about, you know? Yeah, you poured your heart into that. I was was crying over that MacBook. (laughs) It was a good one. It was a good one. I Thank think it was probably your best one so far. I didn't think it was as well. My last one was talking about not yelling at the refs. I'm a hypocrite because I'm the <laughs> You're the worst at that. Yeah. I'm maybe, pretty bad at that too. Maybe I'll get, as a player. Maybe I'll get better after writing that. I've gotten better as a as a coach, not yelling at referees. But um Let's see. What what was that one? What was it? It was called More Than a Game, which yeah. is the title of this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay? And uh, why don't you just lead us off? Tee us off, baby. Tee us off. <laughs> Tell us. what. Go deep into that. Really really elaborate on what your thoughts are on that podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of think my thoughts were... The main thing was just, like, kind of thinking about kind of like where we're at in life right now. Obviously, how... You're coaching full-time. I'm coaching now, working another little office job. But just kind of thinking about how, uh, like, the game kind of leads us down paths that we probably wouldn't have gotten to if we hadn't have, you know, played the sport, if we hadn't have fallen in love with it. Yeah. And it just made me kind of think about, like, how just whenever we even we coach kids now, it's like obviously we're there with them to, you know, train them up with soccer and stuff. But at the end of the day, you do want to teach them things other than that. So you talk about, like – hard work you talk about ethic you talk about like being nice like communicating kind of all this stuff and just basically how if you fall in love with the game it can mold you into just a good person just a good like you know person in society it can help mold you into just other aspects of life and just kind of like that's basically kind of where it came down to I was just kind of thinking about what are some things that I you know learned about from a young age playing soccer that I look back on now and I think those things kind of shape me into who I am today. Yeah. And so even like getting a little, probably a little emotional with it where it's like, obviously you see people playing on TV and you wish that was you, but obviously it's not for a reason. And then that kind of is how I finished with, you know, probably like, well, why we are coaching today. It's like, we, we didn't get quite where we wanted to get to in the sport. And I mean, if you're honest with yourself and you kind of accept that you can probably look at certain areas and kind of figure out why. And then you can kind of live with that, and then you can do your duty by just passing that on to, you know, other people. Yeah, kind of yeah. I so mean, I think that in a nutshell. You know, as as players, we're we're so caught up in in the moment, mm-hmm. and it, it becomes so competitive. Where, you know, it's like, it's it's, you know, you live and breathe yeah. the sport, mm-hmm. and and you know, it's all you know, and. Um, you know, I think it's it's really not until later on in your life mm-hmm. that that you start to understand all the life lessons that you really learned yeah. from sport, and and even more so, you know what 
um, what life lessons that you're learning through teaching it as well. Exactly. And so, you know, obviously, like, Booty Factory started out as as a training program. We had camps. We eventually grew our, our teams and our academy and our semi-pro team, and you were a part of that pretty much every step of the way. Yeah. Um, once you did join, which was about, I think, three years in, um, and, and, and you, you know, got into coaching, which I don't think was something that you had really planned Mm-mm. to do coming yeah. out of college, Mm-mm. but it quickly became a full-time thing yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. And obviously whenever we, uh, you know, dropped our teams after COVID and everything, um, you know, then all of a sudden now it was taken away from you again. Yeah. So how has that adjustment been as far as like going from it being everything that you do mm-hmm. to now it being more of a uh, selective thing where you can fit it in where you where you mm-hmm. want to yeah I mean it was definitely weird uh, probably stopping with the teams I liked I liked coaching the teams I like I found it more not more exciting than when I was playing but at the same time it was almost like I would get just as nervous before coaching the games as I would when I was playing at like a college level. Now when we play, whether it's like with a semi-pro team or indoor team, it's like you don't really get nervous anymore because I mean, there's not like a whole bunch riding on it. It's not a lot on the yeah, line. Yeah, it's just for fun. And obviously yeah. you want to go out there and win and stuff, but you don't get those nerves. You still have the passion for it. But coaching the boys, I mean, it's like it kind of felt like the same thing because it was like you're you know, in charge of this group of boys. You're in charge of this team. You're controlling everything down from what you work on at practice to who starts in the game, what kind of subs you make. And obviously at the youth level, a lot of it comes down to the players – you know, if they're going to perform or not. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like as a coach, you have a duty to, you know, put a team out there that hopefully you you prepared the right way, that you kind of, you know, gave them as much information, as much training as you could to for them to at least be as successful as they can be. And obviously, you can be the best coach in the world at the youth level, and if you don't have the tools to win the game, the player-wise, you're probably not going to win the game. But you just got to make sure that you're kind of doing everything like that. So I would say once it got kind of taken away – and we just started doing like the group training and personal tra- private training. And then obviously now what I'm doing, I'm still doing probably like 10 to 12 sessions a week. But I found it kind of now where like I almost like enjoy it a little bit more in a weird sense because it's like I'm not having to do as much of it. I can, you know, really work with the players that I've grown, I've grown a close relationship to. And I mean, I look forward to coaching them in the sessions like they're always fun now and I think it's a, a good release for me after a long day, you know, because, yeah. I mean, obviously there's frustrating sessions when maybe some players don't have the best day and it's hard to, at that age, it's hard to, you know, go from having a bad day to just forgetting all about it when you're training as opposed to when you're older. It's like, for us, it was like soccer was a release. Yep. I feel like for kids, it's like, if they're frustrated about something else, it's just going to carry on. Yeah. So that's the only frustrating part about it, I would say. I mean, which is understandable. But, yeah, I mean, I would say now it's fun because it's like I look forward to coaching the sessions after. It's nice to actually get up and walk around and, you know, train with them and play with them and just kind of help them out in the things they need and just really focus on the specific things that they might be lacking in their game or some areas they might not be as confident in and then just getting to really help them on that sense. Yeah, so I think for me, like, soccer's always been a release. And, yeah. you know, when I was younger, like – you know, I think when I was a kid, I was just kind of angry about things, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I was just sure. angry about things uh-huh. and, you know, we won't get into the reasons why, but yeah. it's like, you know, for me, like, you know, going through my day, I would get to practice and as soon as I stepped on the field, I was finally just mm-hmm. able to take a deep breath. Yeah, so you were free. Yeah, and it was like, it felt so good and it was like, this is what I really love and it's not until, you know, really like I started playing only soccer that mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, yeah. cause I played all sports mm-hmm. growing up through middle school and I could have pursued any of them, but it's like, obviously like the, the natural qualities that I had and, and my body type suited soccer the most. Sure. And so even through high school, you know, that, that was like it, like that, that was the thing that like I enjoyed the most. It was actually like fulfilling for me. And I don't think I really ever realized that until later on. And even through college, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Even though, like, I think the things could have been more enjoyable on the soccer side of things, it was still, you know, a release. Yeah. And, and you know, getting into coaching, like, coming out of college, same thing. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, like, 
you know, when we were coaching our teams, it, it started to feel more like a job. And, and, you know, and, and the reasons for that were, it, it wasn't always the same reason, right? Mm-hmm. There were, there were different reasons like on any given week or day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the main thing is like a lot of our success per se was out of our control. Yeah, for sure. And, and we didn't really like, you know, the work that we were doing was not really reflected in the product that we put out Mm -hmm. and that was frustrating that's what made it feel like a job because it it ultimately felt like like we were doing everything but the soccer you know and that's what we wanted to do the most and i think that you know i think that you can agree that you probably felt a little bit the same way oh yeah definitely kind of burned me out a little bit Yeah. yeah and and then you know now like us taking this new direction you know we we are able to get back to what what really makes it enjoyable for us. Like, you know, and we are able to make more of an impact on each individual player. Um, so would you, would you say that that's the case? Like, I mean, I I would agree pretty much what you said before. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's funny how it even worked out, how like, obviously you were trying to get, we were both trying to get the teams up to a certain level, but even like whenever I first started coaching with you, like I was basically under your wing, whether it was learning how to run a private session, learning how to structure a session all the way up to like learning how to structure a, season of training for a team and having it all down to like well these four weeks we're going to focus on this this and that kind of build it up and i would say i mean yeah definitely kind of getting out of that kind of got burnt out a little bit but i mean kind of it worked out for us in the end because i mean we're at a great place with footy now you have a great group of boys that you're working with where you can act you're actually doing all the stuff that you were doing back then it's just like now it's actually you know you can see it on the field you can actually see it so it's like you're not just running sessions during the week and then oh what's gonna happen on the weekend it's like no it's like we we worked hard during the week i know everyone's gonna be there everyone's dedicated if everything goes to plan then we should be successful yeah so it's more of like you're actually out there playing chess as opposed to just like flipping a coin exactly i'm in i'm in much more control of my own Mm -hmm. destiny yeah and and by my destiny i mean like obviously the work that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm putting out which is reflected in the team that i have Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like, of course there are still moments where it's, it's stressful. It's, you know, like it, it, it's difficult, like it's challenging. It it can be frustrating, but like you said, I get to actually coach the way that I want to. And, and, and through that, like, you know, we see like in anything that you do, there's going to be struggle, but if you're actually enjoying what you're doing, if you're passionate about what you're doing, then like you can always keep your mind set on the the positive and the in the overall outlook like at the end of the day any challenges that you face you know with that mindset that it's just going to make you better mm-hmm. you know it, we can go back to the beginning of the season with my team like going through that losing streak that we had yeah. like i i didn't lose any enthusiasm i didn't lose any confidence in what i was doing because i knew that i was doing the right things and maybe on the outside it didn't look like i was doing a good job but i knew like those that were watching and seeing like and and was were there every day could see you know the quality of my work and it was just a matter of time until everyone else could see it too and you know i was able to keep that same enthusiasm because I enjoyed what I was doing. Yeah. And and yes, you know, now like there are are days where I'm getting up at, you know, real early in the morning taking care of my personal stuff in the morning, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, like getting my workout in, getting my reading and meditations in, and then immediately getting on the computer, doing marketing work, doing administrative work, you know, planning sessions like you know, getting myself ready for training sessions in the evening. And then three, four o'clock, like I have three individual (laughs) sessions back to back where I'm driving from one place to another fighting traffic, you know, and then I have the team training session in the evening Mm -hmm. where I don't get done until nine, nine 30. I don't get home till 10 o'clock, you know, where, where is the time to eat? Where's the time to, you know, take my dog out? Like, you know, it's, it's a lot, it can be stressful, but Every single day I finish and I feel like I was productive. Like I feel like I accomplished something that day. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
I think that 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 again comes from the the you know passion for trying to like continue to instill the love of the game and, and into that next generation. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, cause you could easily not do those things and then just show up to the session and just, ah, oh, we're just going to scrimmage yeah, or show up to your personal training. Ah, you know, we're just going to pass the ball around. It's like, no, it's like you putting in that effort, not only into yourself, but also into your routine to where you can get to the point where you can be your best self for them. Mm hmm. Because you care about it that much, because you want to pass it on. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's the main thing too. Like, you know, the like working on yourself can can is necessary. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people, you know, there are some people that do mm-hmm. intentionally work on themselves, um, and there are some people who don't. Right. And for those that don't, maybe they view it as kind of like a selfish thing. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're putting all this into yourself. Like you only care about yourself. Right. But at the end of the day, I I put the work into myself so that I can serve others. Exactly. To, to the the best of my abilities. Mm -hmm. And so I know that if I'm not doing that work on my own, then I can't bring my best self for others. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not helping them to be, you know, what they can potentially be too. Yeah. And so, you know, that just goes back to the whole topic of discussion here. It, it is more than just a game. Like how can you inspire the people around you to be their best self? Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of ultimately like, you know, the maybe you didn't say it directly in your blog post, but that was kind of what you were insinuating. Yeah. I mean, it literally was that. I mean, because I remember even just starting off the post, it was just talking about how I forgot the number off the top of my head. It was a small, it was a low percentage of how many soccer players in the U.S. make it to high school, how many make it to college, and how many make it to professional. And it's like it's very slim. Obviously, it's growing, which is good. But it's one of those things where like you shouldn't look at that as like a negative when you start out playing the sport. But it's just something realistic. Obviously, whenever I went to college. You probably had the same thing. It was like, oh, you know, going pro would be cool. But we already went from high school to, like, not a D1 or not a big D1. So it's like, okay, well, we're, odds are kind of against us now. And it's like, oh, we went to this D2. It's good D2, though, so we'll play semi-pro, you know, kind of work our way up, this and that. And, like, the chances that the odds kind of get, like, slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. Yeah, all of a sudden you're, like, almost 30 years old. Yeah, yeah, same, man. God, I'm old, (laughs) man. No more knees. But it's basically kind of what I was saying is it's, like, even with that, uh, in your in your mind, knowing it before, but especially knowing it after, because hindsight's twenty twenty. But just how like even if you know you were gonna put this much time and effort into something and you weren't gonna hit the end goal, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Or it doesn't mean that it was like a failure because all of this stuff along the way, like kind of, it brought you to meet new people. It took you to new places. It it taught you things that you didn't know about yourself. It instilled. Uh, values and lessons in you that you can bring on with you whether you do go pro or whether you do end up coaching or whether you do just work a nine to five whether you do this and that it's like if you do truly care about the sport and fall in love with the sport it teaches you discipline teaches you how to be a team player teaches you how to work hard teaches you how to be selfless all these things that it's not like the second that you kick a ball for the last time that all that stuff goes out the window it's like no it's like all that stuff sticks with you and that's instilled with you and then it's something you naturally have yeah. When you go on to the next thing. And so, I mean, I think that's probably the biggest, that was the other biggest point about it was just like, kind of, if you know something's not going to exactly finish where you had a goal of it finishing, it doesn't mean that everything was a failure. Like, I never look back at soccer and be like, oh man, I failed. Yeah. I didn't go pro. I'm not playing Champions League. It's like, no, I don't think that at all. It's like, yeah. obviously, I wish I had, but, you know, I mean, if I didn't play soccer, if I didn't go to WT, I wouldn't have met you, you know? It's like, if I didn't do some of the other stuff, I wouldn't be at where I'm at now. And it's like, I can't even imagine that right now. So. You took the game as far as it was supposed to take you. Yeah, exactly. And and that set you up for the life that you have now, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And, like, you know, again, it goes back to, like, the life lessons. Like, how did everything that you went through as a player prepare you for the life that you're living mm-hmm. now? Yeah. You know, like, now you're working an office job. You're, you're pursuing your college degree in, yeah. in criminal justice. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to build that up while also 
you know, keeping soccer a part of your life with yeah. your stake in Footy Factory, with, you know, the individual sessions that you mm-hmm. do, with, you know, the, the teams that you play with, right? Yeah. Indoor and semi-pro, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you, you've gotten yourself to a point where you can have it as much a part of your life as you want it to be. Yeah. And I think that's that's a win. That's a win oh, in my book. I, I see it as a you win. know, like yeah. at the end of the day, we we all want to do something that we love and mm-hmm. that brings us joy and fulfillment. And um, you know, you did carry through and 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 push the game as far as it would take you, and and now you've found a place where you're happy, where you're comfortable, where you know you can continue to take what brings you that joy and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And and also live a happy, fulfilled life outside of that. Yeah, as well. Mm. I would definitely agree with that. It's just weird thinking about it, you know. I don't know. Just kind of like how. Do you ever look back on like decisions? I guess you made like kind of in soccer that you regret. Sometimes you do, you're at the point now where it's kind of like ah, you know, it already happened. Yeah, for sure. I think um, you know, there there are several pivotal moments yeah. mm-hmm. in my career where if I knew what I knew now, things would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's where we come in when with what we're doing for the players that we work with and yeah, that's where I was kind of getting at. Yeah, and yeah. trying to help them work through the mistakes that we already made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they're at such a huge advantage getting that. Oh, yeah. You know, getting yeah. that information and that knowledge and that mm-hmm. guidance from from us or, or any you know coach, right? Yeah. Obviously, if if you know their their intentions are the same, mm-hmm. um, but I don't regret anything because at the end of the day, like everything that has happened to me, like has made me who I am. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy with who I am. Like, like I'm I'm you know continuing to like improve myself in every area that I know that I need to improve. And, and, you know, with, with that kind of discipline and mindset, like it's hard not to be confident in what you're doing. It's hard not to be happy with what you're doing. So no, I don't, I don't think there are any situations where like, I wish that I would have done something differently because then it could have completely changed my path. But of course, I still wish I knew then what I knew now. hundred percent. To maximize my potential even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about, like, obviously with us kind of coaching right now is, like, for me, I obviously don't have teams like you do. So in your teams at that age where it's, like, they definitely need you because you are that voice to them. You are pivotal. And, I mean, you can just see it from the change they've already made this season. But that's kind of, like, I've, I get excited, like, kind of thinking about, like, the players that we coach now. And, like, the ages that they're at that we've literally been coaching, like, I mean, I've been coaching probably out of those 10, 12 sessions I do, probably, like, eight of them I've had for, like, the past year and a half. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't see them stopping anytime soon unless they stop the sport or something happens to me. So it's, like, I can't wait till they get to, like, that high school age or till they get to about to go to college age. And it's, like, you can really start, like, having more talks with them and stuff like that and then just kind of seeing how they progress up with it. It really is so cool to be able to be that much of a direct impact on someone's life, you know? Yeah, like even like this weekend, like I got invited to go to that Stars game with like Luke and his family. Yeah. And I mean, think about how random that was. It was not the By the way, Juice Makis, where's my invite? Oh, man. The Juice Makis, man. It's messed up. (laughs) It's so funny to think about how uh, we were just, we needed a field because it rained and we went and trained at. Uh, that turf park and then he happened to be on the rec team that just came over oh right yeah and it's like now I'd say that's probably like one of the boys I'm closest to I've ever coached in my life oh I have so many stories like so that I mean, it's just weird how it's like little stuff like that you know the, the one that comes to my mind I mean there are so many situations just yeah. like that but <laughs> I don't know for some reason the one that comes to my mind first is you know Ethan who played on the same team as Luca that's that guy um I went to go watch. I think it was a, it was TCU women's team. They were playing against 
can't remember who they were playing, yeah. but it was at the TCU Stadium, and uh, I don't even remember why I, I went to that game in particular. I guess I just wanted to go, so I went to go watch yeah. it. I was by myself mm-hmm. and stopped at Whataburger afterwards. And, oh, yeah, I remember the story. And, and they were sitting there yeah, eating, yeah. and, you know, his dad Mike is never shy to say hello and start a conversation. And, and, um, and, and so, you know, he just – and they ended up – they actually just came from the same game, so they were sitting yeah. there having a burger. You know, I was sitting by myself having a burger a couple of tables down, and and you know he strikes up a conversation, and we just get to talking. And you know they live out there in Hearst area, yeah. And they ended up committing yeah. the next three, four years yeah. of their lives, like commuting from Hearst to Richardson and back, sometimes up to four or five days a week. Yeah. Be a part, like be with us, to mm-hmm. be coached by us, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that uh, that's a great example right there. It's like, you know, we 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 were a part of his life for a very like a good chunk of it. Like, you know, yeah. when he when he got done playing with us, he was what thirteen, going on fourteen. Yeah. Maybe it already turned fourteen. He spent four years with us i mean that is what a third of his life at that point that's a weird thing about it's it. a third of his yeah, life is, like 33 yeah. percent of his life he spent like with the, us i mean it's probably the most pivotal parts of his life in yeah terms of very like formative him into like a young man yeah those are yeah, those yeah. are some formative years right mm-hmm. there and yeah. and i think that we instilled some values and some oh, disciplines sure. that are going to help him be successful later yeah. on down the line mm-hmm. Of course, like, you know, the idea behind what we were doing originally with our Footy Factory teams was we wanted to take them at six, seven, eight years old and, and work them all the way up and, and build them into professionals mm. yeah, through yeah. our professional team and continue to feed them up through the system. Mm. Um, you know, obviously things like worked out the way they did and we no longer have teams a part of Footy Factory, but those players will always know what we did for them and and that that that's special to me even the ones who you know their parents like ended up falling out with us for whatever reason like those players know what we Mm -hmm. did for them yeah i mean deep down the parents do as well yeah it's just obviously when they're in that moment it's coming out with it but i mean i think that's why it's cool what we're doing in regards to you know with footy factory doing private training and group training is it's like Obviously, I don't coach teams anymore. You have your teams, your team right now that's like that's killing it, and it's like you can still build relationships with other players, different ages, different genders, without just having to coach them as a team. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. Why how we're doing that is it's like we're not just coaching a group of boys, and if one leaves, we bring another one in. If something happens like that, it's like no, it's like we have different ages, different areas, different ethnicities, different genders. And it's like you can build all these relationships with different people and different families. And they're almost like they're like more intimate relationships in the sense where it's like if you're doing private lessons with that one person for like three years, four years, five years consistently, it's like. That's family. Yeah, it's family. You're solely there for them. You see them once a week. Yeah countless times throughout it's like you literally see them grow up and it's like you can with a team it's almost like you can obviously work with the player in the team setting and have a somewhat relationship out of it but it's like obviously like however they perform within the team is kind of it doesn't really it doesn't it's not completely how the relationship is viewed or molded but it could be but with the person that you're working with one-on-one it's like regardless of the level they play at with the team they play at it's like you have that relationship with them in the sport regardless of how good they are or yeah. regardless of how far they make it or all that stuff and that's why I think I like it a lot and that's like I'm trying to think who it was I was, I was talking to my parents about they were like asking everything was going with like us and with job and everything and I was like yeah it's going good I was like I'm busy though I'm like oh do you like it do you see stopping and I was like I mean no not really and they were like why and I was like I was like it's not money or anything it's like I just can't I don't at least right now I don't see me dropping any of my sessions because I don't want to lose I don't want to stop coaching those kids. Yeah. Because, like, I never, like, obviously I'll show up to a session tired. It happens, you know. Yeah. Try and chug a Celsius on the car ride there. You know. You By know, the man. way, Celsius, yeah. you got to sponsor us, man, because, I mean. <laughs> so much money on this thing, man. So much money. I probably spend, like, let's see, if they're $2 a can, I'm it's probably a lot, drinking man. one. 
I'm probably drinking like five a week. Oh, 100%, dude. So multiply yeah, that by four. It's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But even like kind of saying that is it's just like, like I, I might be tired going to the session, but it's like once I get there, like I know I don't, I'm not sitting there like, oh, I need to do this session because I need money. It's like, oh, no, I want to do this session because I know what I need to work on with them because I want to see them succeed and I want to help them do that. You know, and it's also I have the relationship with them, get to talk to the parents before, get to coach the, the player, get to have fun with the player, kind of ask about how they're doing and stuff like that. So it's almost like it doesn't even feel like a job really yeah. at that point. And that was, I think, the one reason why I kind of got tired of coaching the teams when we had them was because like it literally felt like a job. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think yeah. if I was coaching the team, you were now, it, still, it wouldn't feel like a job because obviously it's a, it's a job. It's a big job, but it's like, it doesn't feel like a job. You're literally about to play in Dallas Cup next week. It's yeah. like, that's... It's exciting. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah, competition is, is what gets me going. Yeah, and like... I was so happy whenever you, whenever I saw that picture and you told me you got the qualification for Dallas Cup, I was like... Yeah. Because I figured you'd coach there eventually. I didn't think it was going to be this year. It happened fast, man. Yeah, it happened fast. Yeah, it did, man. Like, we went from being completely written off by everybody to yeah. now, like, they got to respect us. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and it, is, it is a job. It is a lot of work. Like, I do, yeah. I do spend a lot of time on that team that I don't get directly paid oh, for. Yeah, so, like, no. of course, like, the, the financial aspect of it is important. And so, like, you know, yes, I do, you know, I do do private sessions. Yeah to get paid for it oh, right sure. like yeah, it, yeah. it is my job it is you know the way i make a living and yeah. support myself and, and and you know like so there is that side of it too but it's also something that i enjoy doing yeah. you know and i think that you know sometimes like there there are moments where like i can feel myself getting distracted or or, you know, whatever, like maybe it's, you know, that I'm thinking about like my team session that night or, or games or, you know, the countless other things that I'm getting behind on. Right. Like with the marketing, with the administrative work, yeah. with the business expansion, like there's there's a lot on, on my plate. And so, like, sometimes I do feel myself get distracted, but I can once I just like if I'm on the field, if I just like take a deep breath and look at the player again, I can always bring myself back. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I can always, like, get myself to the point of, like, okay, remember what you're here for. You're here for this player. Like, yeah, exactly. this player needs you right now, mm -hmm. and I have to make sure that, like, I give them my best. I give them my full attention for yeah. this full hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my schedule is just so busy where I don't have the time to go watch as many games as I would like. And, yeah you know, maybe like spend as much time with my clients outside of training, which is a good thing because, you know, I do need my schedule to be full to make sure like I'm bringing in enough money yeah. to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. But of course, like I also miss out on some of those things that, that, that really like instilled that, you know, personal relationship yeah. that we had with our players in the beginning. And, and so, you know, yes, like me being in the position I'm in, I'm I'm getting a lot more like people reaching out for private training and I'm just not able to handle everyone that reaches out and I'm saying if you're listening, you wanna work with us, we'd love to have you on board. Yeah. We're literally at that point. We we need more trainers, guys. So like trainers, if you're man. interested in working with us, we, we have a lot trainers. to offer. A lot to offer. Oh, we can give man. you free marketing, we can help educate you, we'll be there holding your hand every step of the way. But, um, yeah, there is just a lot of leads that we're getting that we just cannot handle ourselves. Know, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, with, with that in mind, like, yes, there are times where it does get stressful. Yeah, but sure. I always remember, like, you know, what I'm actually doing. Like, mm -hmm. 
is there anything else I'd rather be doing for with my time, like for the 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 money that I'm getting for no. it? Absolutely not. I mean, like there's nothing else. And all it like takes running it, a company or being like a VP of something that, and that, just chilling, right? Yeah, yeah. Having everyone else do it for you. Yeah. And you know that is what we're trying to, uh, you know, eventually build oh, Footy sure. Factory to the point yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, we'll always have the clients that we work with yeah. on the field, but mm-hmm. you know we want to automate Footy Factory as much as possible so that you know you and I can live like fulfilled and free lives. I'm trying to get one of these kids on a Champions League team, man. Honestly, just that's, fly me out. That's all it takes. Just one. <laughs> just one. Just one. one. And I mean, if you look at every player that we've worked with in the past, like every single one that we worked with consistently Mm -hmm. over a period of time, all of the academy players that we've had, all of the players that, you know, we've trained individually on a consistent basis are now playing at the top, top levels Mm -hmm. of their age group. And, and, you know, that's a testament to the work that we do, the, the attention and care that we put into everything. You know, it's not that we just know more than other people. Like, it's it's not it's not that. Of course, like I'm confident in like the quality of our work yeah. and the quality of our training and the style of our training. And you know, I do think that we we know how to yeah. like develop players mm-hmm. and how to get the most out of players on a mental level. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it comes down to like the attention and care we yeah. put into everything that we do. Yeah. Cause that's even like what I've been talking about, like with some of my friends, like obviously my roommates and stuff that did play and like just some of the old players that we played with. It's like, like I never saw myself as a coach. Like, I mean, I did a couple sessions here and there in college, just filling in for someone. Obviously any money in college is good money, but yeah. it was just kind of, it's like, you know I mean? If you have time and you want to do a couple of sessions and you really put your mind to it and you put focus in, it's like anyone that played the sport at a high school level at a high level knows what, knows what to do and what not to do on a field. They know technique. You might not immediately know how to explain it to someone or the drills to bring it out or how to really challenge them, but it's like you you know you know when someone's kicking a ball or not. You know when someone's dribbling weird. You know when this is that. And it's like I feel like for us to not help people, help players with that would almost be like a disservice in a sense like why you know why did we play and we're not kind of passing it on and that was the other thing that I finished on and that was it was like uh you know just like even if because you fell in love with the game it was just I forgot the last sentence I was probably the last sentence but it was something just like uh you fell in love with the game now you need to just do your best to like kind of help carry it on and help like other people fall in love with it because I mean that's that I mean that's the least you can do for it I mean it's it's not as eloquent as you wrote it. Yeah. Let's find no, it. No, Let's it find it. Up. <laughs> oh, we got it. Right here. Thou shalt pass game on to thy loved ones, and they why they shall love it too. <laughs> if this is the least that we can do, then it is the best way to pay back the sport that gave us more than just happiness. A sport that gave us a purpose. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you, man. I mean, it's just that. Like it's it's kind of the way I see it is like, I mean, I'm helping, we're helping these kids, you know, get better at something they like. And I say kids, cause a lot of the ones that we train our kids, you know, obviously becoming young adults as they get older. But I mean, you know, I mean, if they're playing, if they have practice twice a week in a game on the weekend and like, maybe they don't like their team, maybe they don't like their coach, something's wrong. And then maybe they have us for an hour and they really enjoy training with us for an hour. Cause we're helping them get better. You know, we might be the ones that kind of help them stick with the game, you know? Yeah. We might be the bright light. And even if we just help someone get a little better and then they stop playing eventually, like, hopefully we just, you know, at least in the sessions we have with them, taught them how to work hard, you know, how to do all this and that. And I mean, we did everything we could do. I mean, it's essentially the same. I don't know how to turn this to a religious podcast, but it's like <laughs> the basis of religion where it's like if you believe in something, then you need to go spread it. Yeah. And that's essentially what we're doing with soccer. Is it's like we... We know that this sport is a beautiful sport. It's the most popular sport, and we're spreading it in a positive way. And, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's the least that we can do for it, you know? It's well put, Evan. Well yeah. put. I think about that all the time. Like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like, is this is this really, like, 
what I want to be doing. And would I rather be doing anything else? The answer is no. So if the answer is no to that, of course, then what I want to be doing is this, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, we were blessed with a certain and specific talent and, and, you know, it's our responsibility as humans to pursue the talents that we were given. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like, I think that, you know, like you mentioned with, with the players going, going to training twice a week, going to their games on the weekend, like it can feel almost like a job at, at the end of the day. And it can feel like a job for them a little bit too early. Like for the kids that I work with, like my team, like it, it is a job for them at that level, at that age. Like it is, it is now a job, but But they need it, (laughs) but they need it. Right. And so, you know, when, when you're, you're, you're working yourself up to that level, they need to, you know, develop that passion and the love for it because that's, what's going to get them through you know, the, the struggles later on. Yeah. It's like the podcast that we had with soccer Dave, like mm-hmm. goes back to that, you know, like the, the, the love, the fun of the relationship that you have with the ball, with the game mm-hmm. is ultimately what gets you through the adversities that the sport offers later on, Yeah, which is inevitable. And, mm-hmm. and at that level, yes, it is a job, but up to that point, it it shouldn't quite be that yet and mm-hmm. you know for a lot of them it already is too yeah. early and so for us what we're able to offer them of course we do work with other more you know elite level players yeah. that for them it already is so oh, yeah. they understand how to work yeah. through that and they yeah. understand like the reason that they're with us mm-hmm. but you know for others that are a little bit younger and and not quite at that level yet you know, maybe they're very good players, but you know, they're not quite like at that level for us. It's almost like a release, you know, they're able to just get back to learning how to enjoy the ball, enjoy, you know, the, the, the fundamental, you know, techniques Mm -hmm. of how to play the game. And, And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. You know, I think that like on top of that too, the, the things that we're teaching, like, you know, the the focus, the, 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 the discipline, the work ethic, you know, the attention to detail mm-hmm. within sessions are what ultimately, like, help them be successful in anything else that they do, too. Yeah. And that's super important. Like, right. and that's something that, you know, maybe, like, they, you know, aren't being... Um, they aren't necessarily challenged in that way in in their team environment. Mm -hmm. Right. But like in our environment, they are. And, and so because of that, it helps them be more successful in their team environment, which helps them, you know, quickly develop Mm -hmm. their game. Yeah. And every client that I work with, like, it's almost like the same thing that I always hear. It's like after the first two, three sessions, Mm -hmm wow, we've noticed such a huge improvement. And it's like, you know, we've only had two sessions. How much yeah. could the player have actually yeah. improved in that well, time? Even even tonight when I was coaching out in Wiley with uh, the BBB boys, shout out to Cam. Cam it's Brown. Like, it's like half my, my dog. I just all BBB. Yeah. <laughs> but even one of them came up. His name, uh, you remember Wilson? He mm-hmm. trained, yeah. He even came up and he like introduced himself because it was back whenever I tore my meniscus and he like, reached out for training. I was like, oh, I can't do anything right now. We'll go with Sean. And he was even talking about how like, just like after like four sessions with you, it was like parents on the sideline are like, oh man. Like, Noticing a huge yeah. difference. And like that's, it's the same as like if you're in school and you're struggling, you don't just struggle, you get a tutor. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the times some of the players we get are the ones where it's like they were maybe playing a lot on their team and then for some reason they're not as confident or they aren't playing as good as they normally are because maybe everyone else on the team is passing better and they're not. So now they were one of the better players, but they're off the field, so they might not be as happy. So, I mean, they're fortunate enough money-wise. You know, they can come and train with us, or they can get a group together if they don't have a lot of money, and they can get a session, and they can do that. And it's like just focusing on those little small things that that a coach like you or a coach that has four or five teams might not have time to work on them with, but they understand that they need it. 
Yeah. After they do some training, you focus on some little things and fine tune some stuff. It's like suddenly it's like that sparks back. The confidence is back. They're back on the field and then they're loving it again. Yep. Yep. And that's probably one of the cooler things that we do is it's just like, you know, I mean, not that was one thing as well was when we were trying to coach our boys, it was like we were first, what, like 30 minutes of session. 20 minutes we're just trying to focus on like first touch passing yeah drills beat them consistently consistently and even with that it's like they did get better with that but it's like if you can actually get that one person in like an isolated session or those three four people you in that force them to session, focus on what yeah, they're doing and they're able to more. like actually get it and once like once it gets broken down for them once they really get the technique down it's like then it starts to click and then you can start performing with it and that's when you actually see them you know, kind of go with it. And that that's all the way up up to the age. Like whenever I first joined footy and I was here for like probably half a year. And then you did the summer sessions with like, uh, who was it all? I mean, it was like Anthony Payton, like all those people. It was just like, it was like, obviously for them, it was, that was more of a way for them to kind of stay in shape and like kind of focus on some stuff, fine tune some stuff. But even at that age and that level, it's like, you're still able to, you know, get stuff across to them. Like even with Josh and we had him on the podcast, like, I mean, he's the prime example of, I mean, what we, I I would say, wish we were at at that age. Like, you know, like not only just on playing wise, but like kind of his mindset wise. But yeah. it's like even sessions that you have with him, it's like you're able to still like instill things in him. You're still able to coach him on stuff, talk him up on stuff, even though he was miles ahead of we were at that age. Yeah. I remember the first time he came to a session, or I think Pat was coaching uh, his younger brother, that's now your goalkeeper, and he was just trying to have me show him how to just drive a ball. Prop, like not properly because he knew how to but he was having me like kind of work with him just like five ten minutes how to just drive a ball like asking questions it's like it's like oh man even if like this kid who's a national team level is still willing to learn who still wants to learn who's hungry it's like i may he may be better than i am right now but it's like he i can still give him something if he chooses to listen of course everything and that's what's the coolest thing is i mean i think with us being coaches is we have not only like do we have confidence in our ability regardless of like a player is like, I mean, I guarantee you if you had, I don't know, pick anybody, like say you had Paul Ariola or someone from SC Dallas come and get a session. It's like, obviously they're a pro, they're better than you, this and that, but you'd still be able to run a session with them. You'd still be able to challenge them. You'd still be able to give them little tips and stuff, even though, yeah. even though they know it all and even they do it. But then those are the players where it's like, they're there to get a session. They're there to work. They're going to listen. Because they want to take they something want to get from better. you. They, and you can get you can get anything out of whatever you choose to get from it. So it's the same as if whenever um, like players come and train with footy and then they go and train with someone else, they train with Master Yoga, they train with whoever else. It's like it's like that's not something that we prohibit. We don't – if you want to go get training for multiple people, go do it because what I'm telling you – sorry, I had a burp. Even, <laughs> Gross. Even like me and you, it's like – we're fine with players going between me and you coaching. We have different coaching styles. Like yeah. we're probably, I might be better at coaching in one specific area. You might be better at one specific area. Also at the same time, it's like, you're not going to say it. Huh? What are you trying to say? I don't know that I'm faster than you. I don't <laughs> know, man. I can probably cross the ball better than you. You can dribble better than me, but it's just like, like just having, having more voices yeah. in your head is better than anything else. I would say. So like even, you know, players that happen to bounce around from team to team or have different coaches. Maybe they have the coach at their club level they don't really like, but then they come and train with us and they like us where it's like, oh, I mean, you're at that place for a reason. So it's like maybe you're not going to be there in two years, but that coach, you're learning how to deal with that coach's style, with his sessions, with how he talks, how he interacts. You're learning how to deal with me. And then hopefully the next level you go to or the next coach you go to is maybe a little bit of both. So you kind of know how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had an, uh, a situation recently where a player that I work with um, from, you know, it's a team of girls that I have, and they're all, like, high, high-level players, uh, 2011 girls. You know, it's a big group of them, all from the same team that I've worked with for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I work with them as, as a group or in separate groups, or sometimes they break off and do – private sessions on their own those girls, those are ballers, man. really yeah. really good players I and coached a couple of them when you were out of town and yeah, like yeah really good players i mean mm-hmm. they can do anything that i ask them to do yeah. and like the, their sessions like they know how to have fun they know how to have a good time mm-hmm. 
but it never sacrifices from the quality and, and the level of yeah. their training. Like it's mm-hmm. always a high level. Yeah. They're always competing with each other. And, you know, you can tell that there is a highly competitive environment that they've created in their team. Yeah. And, and so and that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because one of the players recently, I, I had a conversation with her mom about like just the fact that she's kind of low on confidence right now. She's not, you know, really enjoying herself as much mm-hmm. as she used to because she's not getting as much playing time as she yeah. used to. She used to be a starter. You know, this past year they brought a couple of new players in and and um, one of them in particular has kind of taken her starting spot and, you know, she's not getting as many minutes as she was she would like. So, you know, they're contemplating whether, you know, they want to continue with that environment or or maybe find a different situation for her. And, you know, I just talked her through a bunch of different scenarios mm-hmm. like, OK, it, it, does she really want to play at a high, high level? Yeah. If she does, you got to stay with that team. Oh, you got to stay with that team because at the end of the day, yes, maybe you know she's out of form right now and her confidence is low right now. But I promise you, that coach is not putting her off to the side because he doesn't believe in her anymore. Yeah, no, she's got to find her confidence and work through this situation and start to find her form again. And once she starts playing well, and 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 makes more of a competition for for that spot mm-hmm. i promise you she's going to get more minutes yeah because that's the way that it works mm-hmm. right 100%. you play yourself in or out of the team yeah and so any player is going to go through moments like that where you're in form where you're out of form mm-hmm. you know even at the top level unless you're like you know messi a world-class yeah. player like yeah. you can like messi can maybe have a couple of bad games mm-hmm. but he's still going to start and play 90 minutes oh yeah because he's earned the right Anybody else yeah. though, like you have a few bad games, someone else is taking your spot. Oh, yeah. Like it, you know, that's the way that it works. And so, like, yes, she's being introduced to that environment like a lot earlier than most, but it's because she's on a top team. Yeah. And and so, you know, if that's what she wants, then she's gotta just keep fighting and keep going, yeah. you know, and maybe doing more private sessions because she, you know, she told me like she really like enjoys the sessions that she has with me like she you know is pushed but it's always positive and 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 because of that she comes away from each session feeling a little bit more confident Mm -hmm. and so it's like well if you know that that helps her maybe we need to get on a more consistent schedule with it like you know the more sessions that we have the more confidence that she can she can get Mm -hmm. and that'll carry over into her team sessions but if she has you know two team sessions every week and then she works with me once every two weeks or once every three weeks or whatever. Well, you know, obviously in that environment, she's not feeling as confident. Yeah. So what's going to, what's going to be the more overpowering emotion feeling? Well, it's, you know, the lack of confidence, mm-hmm. right? The more private sessions that she gets or the more, you know, if she just spends more time with the ball on her own or whatever, whatever brings her confidence, right? Like the more you do that, the more that feeling will start to take over. And so, you know, I, I encourage her like stick with it, stick with it because, you know, I, I know the girl that she was talking about this playing over right over her right now. I only had one session with her, but I could see from that session, like that is a very, very good player. So you know, what I told him was like, you shouldn't be intimidated by Mm -hmm. that at all. Like use that as motivation, as fuel. What can you learn from that player? Same way you can learn something from any coach that you work with, any trainer that you work with. What can you learn from that player? How can that player help Mm -hmm. you be better? Because, you know, like I use this as an example, like me personally, I didn't really have too many coaches really like I can probably count one that I actually like got something positive from the rest of them was all like, I mean, didn't really help me, but I learned things that maybe I didn't need or didn't want to be as a coach when I got older. But what helped me the most was the players that I played with. Exactly. Like I learned so much from the players that I work. Cause you got to think about the way it could be. I mean, it could be like the other way around. It's like, could you be there and not have to challenge for a place? Yeah. And then at that point, maybe it's like, oh, you know, we don't need sessions to show anymore. Like, oh, I don't need to go in the backyard. And I don't have to I get better because yeah. I'm already there, you know? Yeah. It's like, 
What's the... So that should be a catalyst for growth. Exactly. It's like that quote where it's like, if you're the smartest one in the room, you need to find a new room. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's the same thing in regards to sports. Like, I mean, obviously you'll get to a certain point where you're at the top of the top that you can be for your age, but it's like, it's like, nah, I mean, everyone should be at a place where they, they struggle a bit or where they're... If they have a couple bad games and they get taken out and they got to get back in, and I mean, I think it's good, like at that age especially, that they are learning it. And if they're able to recognize it, like it's not like they're like, "Oh, coach isn't playing me because I'm not, because he doesn't like me." Yeah, it's like no, nah, and it's like at that age, case. at that age, they can they can realize it, and like that's when they really decide how much they like the sport. Is oh if, oh if if you and I play on the same team and you're better than me and I'm not playing at right wing anymore, it's like. If I can actually look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, well, I know I'm not playing because Sean's better across the mirror. He's a better dribbler. It's like, okay, well, I know what I need to work on. Yeah. Because I'm sure I do at least something better than you. So then if I can at least get near you on those other things or get really comfortable on those things, then I can, you know, fire for my spot again. Yeah. And I think once you see that adversity or once you see that challenge and you choose to not run away from it and I and you choose to stick with it and you enjoy it still and then you're able to actually get it. I think that's when you really truly fall in love with it. Yeah. And and just going back to that point, like, you know, you figure out whether you really are about it, whether yeah. it is really something yeah. that you want to do. Maybe it's not yeah. something that you want to pursue. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But the yeah. earlier earlier you learn the yeah. better. Yeah. Right. And so maybe like another environment is better. Like mm-hmm. maybe you know that's the best situation for her because, you know, she just wants to, like, you know, be a, a good player, right, yeah. and, and play at a good level but not really, like, pursue a professional career. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Oh, yeah. But what lessons have you learned from everything that you've done and how is that going to translate to the to the rest of your life? And And, you know, like you said, like, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are better than you is only going to help you become better too. And that's just one lesson that you can learn. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many things that you can take away from sports. And, um, I think that, you know, that's something that all players should really start to look for more, you know, and not just like look back on later. It's like, Right now, what can you look for? How, what are the things that that you can that you can translate to every area of your life? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, literally, you just tied that back into the whole blog post. Yep. And it's funny because I think all that ties into the last podcast. Is obviously the player needs to start looking at all the things that go on throughout their soccer career, throughout their sports career in general, as life lessons. The coach is definitely going to be, you know, trying to instill that in them. But then who do they see more than anyone else? It's the parents. Yep. So if, like we said last week, if you're having a problem with the coach, you're going to let the parent go talk to him or you're going to figure it out yourself. And like you talking about uh, that one uh, girl training, it's like, I mean, you talk to her parents. Y'all talked about the options. I'm sure they went home, talked to them about it, came back to you with an answer and decided, hey, we're going to train more. Yeah. And it's like that. It easily could have been, no, no, you're leaving this team. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you're doing this. But then what are you teaching your kid about life? When something gets tough, they can just change teams. Yeah. So when they get a job, are they just going to, oh, they're just going to quit? So I really, you know, in that conversation, I really try to, like, direct the attention towards the player. What what does the player want? You know, either way, it's okay. Yeah. Either way, it's okay. But, like, really, like, you need to dig deep and find the root of that answer and once you find that answer then you know better how to guide that player in that situation exactly if it is something that they want okay here's what you need to do if it's not something that you want okay here's what you need to do and and if you approach it with that mentality like you're always going to take something of value from any situation and i mean a lot of the ones we coach as well are at that age where it's like they could make that decision now and in a couple of years, realize it's the wrong one, and it's of course, never, it's never too late. Of course, of course, and that's another thing that I mentioned too. It's like so obviously you get a you get a little setback, but it's something you can't overcome later. Yeah, 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 and it's like you know if you don't know the answer to that right now, well, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know, don't like 
don't sacrifice your development, your progress, just because you're having a little slump. Like, if you decide later on it's not for you, yeah, fine. Like, you can take a step back at any point. But, you know, if you think that you still want to pursue this, then you got you to gotta just power through the struggle. Yeah. You know, and just keep on going. And, um, you know, just with that mindset, like, again – you're you're going to learn lessons that are going to help you be successful in anything that you do in your life. Exactly. Cuz it's more than just a game, guys. Yeah, man. It's more yeah. than just a game. It's more than just a game. You learn life lessons, you know. You get to meet some really cool people. For sure. Yeah, people that you know for life. I mean, I still obviously going to WT, I mean, we know so many you still talk to so many of the people we played with. I mean, my only friends are soccer yeah, people. If I didn't go to WT, I never would have met you. Never would have Footy. Wouldn't even be here. What's footy, man? What is it? I don't know what I would have been doing, man. I would have been a cop somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I mean, like, I mean, that's. I think that's the main reason why I wrote the blog post and kind of like, it's just to kind of finish things off. When I asked you about that question earlier, I was like, you regret anything about it? I think writing the blog post kind of helped me, like, not because obviously I can look back on stuff and be like, oh, why did I do this? Why did I do that? But then like writing, you kind of think through it, huh? Yeah, it helped me think like, oh, well, I mean, like, I'm exactly kind of where I'm where I need to be. Yeah. Obviously, you never want to be content with where you're at, but I mean, I'm, I know where I'm at right now is on the right path. There you go. Life. There you go. Yeah, man. Wise words of Evan Bozeman. Man, I was really proud of that blog post. And then the next one was should about be yelling at refs, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went, took that in a completely different direction. You gotta follow this one up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you got that one from, but uh, hey, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. The referees are just there because they love it too. So leave them alone, hey, guys. And that's also that's also more than a game. I mean, that's also another path that I'm sure a lot of refs go down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you if you can be patient with refs in a game and you have a job and you are willing to help kids and you think you'd be good at being a ref, by all means, be a ref. Because I mean, you can tell there's some out there that think it's just about them. And that's yeah. one thing I didn't get into in the blog post. Mainly talked about how like they want you know some side money they want to kind of like just do it but i mean hey there's some refs out there that like especially at the youth level like when they like actually stop and explain a foul real quick or yeah. tell them why they call it did that They're and those ones we appreciate it so much and it's sure. like and those are the ones where it's like okay they get it yeah yeah they get it the ones that like are actually trying to help the ones that aren't making it all about them and i mean that's another way that you can spread the love for the game for sure the ones explaining it to them or the ones i would never them. do it I mean, yeah i couldn't i could nope. man i'm not gonna lie to you I think I would just let them play until something bad would happen. Yeah. To, the game would be out of control. It's a very thankless job, but um, oh, sure. referees, we don't say it enough. We appreciate you. There you go, man. So that's it, Definitely. guys. More than just a game. This yeah. is Footy Pod 31. Before we let you go, if you see this shirt that I'm wearing, it says Footy Brand on it. We got a summer nice. collection coming out. It's nice. going to be nice. hot. We got the split ham on this pocket tee right here. I don't know if you can see that. Plethora of colors. It's nice. It's nice and soft. And uh, stylish we got, as well. You know, it's not like just the shirt. You just go go where to work out. You know, you can go that to to the restaurant. Wear that. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This throw is summertime on, tee. Throw for that sure. on some jeans. You know. Summertime. Go out, grab summertime a couple of drinks. Tea. Go to dinner. We have this in beige. We have it in white. We have it in gray. We have it in black. Tell them what else we got, Sean. We got some socks. There you go. What else we got? Nice crew socks. You know, they fit well. Yeah. They're very stylish. It's like your Nike um, socks. They look better. You wrap the brand. And probably cheaper, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what else we got, Sean? For the summer, let's see. We have some things that we're going to be rolling out in the fall because it's a little bit too hot yeah. for those items. Yeah. Unless you're in another state. Or country where it's cold, talk to us. Just DM us. Yeah, yeah. Hit you us know, up. Hit, us, hit up. us up. We might be able to work yeah, something yeah. out for you. Yeah. Um, but we also have some joggers. That's a soft J on the joggers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it's going on the website? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be how it goes on the website. <laughs> yeah, we got the we got the joggers with a soft J. There you go, man. Um, those come in light gray, and then we also have leggings for the ladies. Those are good summertime items. There you go. So we're going to be releasing that summer collection here pretty soon. Stay tuned. Follow Footy Brand on Instagram. 
And follow Footy Factory on Instagram, too. We just hit 4,000 followers, so that was pretty cool. That was really cool. You know, we did a little giveaway with some Mavs tickets. Yeah. I think we can do some, uh, maybe a little Footy Brand giveaway in the podcast. You know, we'll drop a gym somewhere in the podcast. Maybe, if, maybe, hey, hey, maybe, hey, maybe, you know, maybe. I'll, I'll talk them into this. We'll drop a gym somewhere <laughs> in the podcast. If you can tell us what it is, you know, maybe you get a nice pair of socks or something. You yeah, know? yeah. You're going to appreciate those socks. Yeah. Um, but stay tuned for that because um, we want everyone rocking our stuff. We want to really spread this movement. We want Footy Factory to be more than just training. It's more than just a game. It's Footy exactly. Pod 31. Footy Pod 31. That's all we got, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like, review, subscribe on all listening platforms, plus YouTube. Yeah. This will be on plus YouTube. YouTube. Um, and yeah. that's all. Yeah. You know, hey, if you want us to... Discuss anything or talk about anything or you have questions about anything, you know, hit yeah, us up. Yeah, engage with us. Engage I feel like us. sometimes yeah. we're just talking to ourselves. It doesn't even have to be us talking about it on a podcast or making a whole video about it. You know, if you have any questions about anything, just hit us up. Yep, you know? yep, yep, yep. We'll definitely do some different podcasts, yeah. you know, going forward, some different mm-hmm. styles. I have yeah. one coming out pretty soon of me doing a film session with my team and talking about our tactics and how we want to play. So that'll be very informative for you coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Um, any coaches that we're playing against, uh, hopefully, uh, you don't watch it, but even if you do, it's all good because guess what? If you watch I'm it, I'm already on to the next thing. I'm already innovating. So if you watch it, it's all a lie. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're already on to the next thing. So even if you do see it, please understand when we play you next, it's going to be something Nothing different. but kickball. Yeah. All direct. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Stay tuned for Footy Brand Gear coming out soon. Mm -hmm. This was Footy Pod 31. I'm Sean Afkamenia. I'm Evan Bozeman. Deuces.